Hello and welcome to Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. I'm your host, John Carlin. Got to mention, I'm a member of the board of directors for Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge. And I live here in Roanoke, right along the beautiful Blue Ridge Parkway. My family and I all live and play here in the region, including my three grown sons and their wives and my grandkids. And uh, I am just one of the people that loves to talk about what a great place this is to live and to play and to visit. And that's what the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast is all about, where we talk about the reasons that uh, you might want to come here and enjoy your stay and spend some time here in the beautiful Roanoke Valley. You know, I talk about playing here. Uh, my, my family is all very outdoors oriented, and so we take advantage of the, the hiking, the mountain biking, actually the road biking as well. But we visit the museums, the farmer's market downtown, which is unbelievable. It's a historic and just a wonderful place to go and spend some time on a Saturday or a Sunday and, and to either get fresh fruit and vegetables or flowers. This is the time of year for mums. Uh, and then and then there are some artisans on the market, so it's just a wonderful place to, to come and hang out. And it's right there by all of our local restaurants and shops and so forth and, and center in the square, square, which I'll talk about more in just a moment. But the uh, one of the things I want to talk about today is Explore Park. And we'll be uh, delving into all the park has to offer, including here do- during the holiday season, the attraction known as Illuminites. And for local people, this is, I mean, literally tens of thousands of people attended this in its very first year last year. But I should mention that it it is also a fundraiser for Center in the Square in downtown Roanoke, which is home to the Science Museum, the Harrison Museum of African American Culture, Kids Square, which is a a museum, uh, but more or less it's just a place where kids can go and play and do things. and, And that has been a huge hit, just a couple of years old now. There's a pinball museum where you can play pinball all day, the Starcade, where you can go and, and basically do the same thing and with arcade games. No Mountain Theater is in Center in the Square, and, and Center is also home to many of the other arts and cultural activities in the region. It sort of serves as their landlord for things like the ballet, providing uh, an opportunity for, for those places to have headquarters and, and to uh, do all that they do here in the region, uh, the opera. And I should also mention the Ocean and the Mountains Aquariums and the Atrium, which are open and free to the public whenever Center in the Square is open. And those aquariums are beautiful. There's a big reef there. There's a brand new display with a, a kind of a rare fish known as a discus from the Amazon. Uh, you just might want to come by with the kids, and lots and lots of people do that to uh, take in the aquariums right in the atrium at Center in the Square. But more about the podcast. Uh, As I mentioned, this is where we talk about all the great things happening in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And and there's a lot. The list is is really endless. And if you're listening from outside the region, you might not realize what what a great little sort of boutique area we have here in Virginia's Blue Ridge in the mountains. Uh, In particular, we're talking about places like Roanoke, of course, the city of Roanoke, and then the surrounding counties and small cities, uh, Roanoke County, the city of Salem, Botetourt, 
and Franklin counties, which are just gorgeous. I lived in Franklin County for 11 years before moving in, into Roanoke County to be a little bit closer to work. But um, in terms of Botetourt County, I should mention that the Blue Ridge Grand Fondo bike ride was this past weekend. My wife and I did the ride along with some friends and hundreds of people signed up to do uh, rides of various distances. And we did a ride that was 45 miles in Botetourt. It was absolutely a gorgeous weekend. I would say that it was the peak weekend for the changing of the leaves. It's a little bit chilly to start in the morning. Thank you, October, for that. Uh, I think we started out, it was around 41, 42 degrees, and my hands were absolutely freezing. It was all I could think about for a while. But as the sun came up and the temperature rose into the 60s, uh, it was just a beautiful day. There were wonderful rest stops along the ride. Uh, it was a challenging, I will tell you that, but not impossible course. It was, a, it was a new course this year. It started and ended in Fincastle, which is a beautiful historic little town uh there's a brew pub that has just opened we uh, stopped and got some uh, some dinner actually from a new place called the pie lady uh and the, and then there were, we got a beer afterwards which came with the ride on rooftop bar uh which is just gorgeous i mean just absolutely gorgeous overlooking the courthouse and historic fin castle and i'll probably be putting uh, a blog post on that on my blog carlandthecyclist.com but my point is 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 that you know Botetourt is just so beautiful historic homes views of the the Blue Ridge Mountains and then with October on display and just a crystal clear day a uh, great place to come and visit and you sh if you're a cyclist you should put the uh, the Fondo uh, on your list for next October uh, I'll tell you that Virginia's Blue Ridges is nestled, as I mentioned, in the Blue Ridge Mountains. The Blue Ridge Parkway passes right through our region. And if you want to come play in the mountains and enjoy what we call a Metro Mountain Mix, you'll find it here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And we are known as America's East Coast Mountain Biking capital and I have a brand new mountain bike in the garage as well and uh, I've been doing some riding at Carvin's Cove with my sons but it is literally a destination mountain bike uh, attraction uh, miles I'm, I mean miles and miles and miles of trails there and it's not unusual to pull up in the parking lot and see license plates from all over the United States people come here to ride their mountain bikes and they should uh, I just love it and then I'll mention we also have mountain bike trails on Mill Mountain which is right in the center of the Star City. If you, if you recall the Star City, because there's a huge neon star on top of Mill Mountain, but it is a wild mountain. It's all tree covered. There's only a few houses on it, and there are miles and miles of trails there, and that's right in the center of the city, and I don't know how many cities can tell you that if you come and play that you have bicycle trails like this right in the middle of the city and these are our challenging trails uh, especially if you're an avid cyclist so uh, if you're not come ride on our greenways but if you really like mountain biking in earnest come and ride in no mountain you'll be right in the center of the city and then you can go downtown and have a beer or have a, a meal in one of our cool restaurants now that's what the metro mountain mix is all about we have the outdoor playground i mentioned the bicycling i guess i sort of leaned into that because 
that's a hobby of mine. But we've got hiking and fishing and kayaking. Uh, we're a small little city of 100,000 in Roanoke. Uh, and then we have wonderful museums. We're sort of the capital of the western half of Virginia. So we have uh, a lot of really uh, cool museums and restaurants here. The Taubman Museum of Art, Transportation Museum of Virginia, brew pubs, shopping, uh, great restaurants. Kids can play in Kids Square that I mentioned. We have the we also have the Old Winston Link Museum with uh, photos of the steam engines by the famous photographer Old Winston Link. And if you know anything about photography or if you're a transportation or railroad buff, you know that. And and uh, he made Roanoke his base for a long time, and we now have the opportunity to have his official museum here in town. And this is an area that hosts a lot of sports tournaments. People come here to play softball, volleyball, basketball, soccer. We have lots of fields. We have a very organized something called VBR Sports, which organizes all these sports tournaments. And we have, I want to say, if not hundreds, certainly dozens of tournaments every year. And we get people from all over the United States who come here uh, to participate in these tournaments. So that's something to think about if you're looking for uh, a place for your team or uh, your league. Uh, and th- this is not a full list, but uh, I'm trying to kind of go over what Virginia's Blue Ridge is is all about. Now, I am recording this initial podcast in October of 2020. Uh, We're coming up on the holiday season. Downtown Roanoke Incorporated will be hosting Dickens of a Christmas again with precautions for COVID. I'll mention that. Uh, And we'll have more on Dickens coming up in a future episode. But the other big attraction in the region is Illuminites at Explore Park. This year it's been expanded both in terms of what you'll see when you go to the park. There are even more things to see than there were last year. The trails are a little bit longer, and the, the light display has, has been improved, which may seem impossible, but it has. And also the number of days that you can go and see Illuminites has been expanded this year. It was just such a big success last year in its very first year. Lots of special precautions for covid as well. And Wendy Schultz with Roanoke County will be joining me to talk about Illuminites and some of the other significant expansion projects happening at Explore Park, from camping to glamping to uh, brew pubs, zip lining, and of course the bike trails and the hiking all happening at Explore Park right on the Blue Ridge Parkway here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. So Wendy Schultz coming up on the Visit VBR podcast. Welcome back to the Visit VBR podcast and joining me now is Wendy Schultz from Roanoke County and we are so excited to talk about the best thing you and your family can do this year at Christmas time through the holidays and that is something called Illuminites now in its second year. Wendy, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. It's my favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it. This is a lot of people's favorite attraction, Illuminites. Right. So so this is year two for Illuminites. But in, in case people are like in Richmond or Charlotte or what, some other place listening, what is Illuminites? Uh, again, Illuminites is probably the best thing you're going to be doing this holiday season. In addition, of course, to visiting with family and friends, but we have put together almost a half mile trail through the beautiful wooded area at Explore Park, 
with well over 500,000 lights and displays. And we go through different themes, take you through different themes. We've got this year, we have over the river and through the woods. We have a fantasy section, and then of course the Christmas tradition section, but it's a wonderful, fantastical visit of Christmas lights adventure, all kinds of things are going on. Lots of, um, this year we're even adding music and a light display. So it's, I mean, lots of new things this year. Yeah, uh, and this has been amazingly popular uh, based upon last year's numbers. Do, do, can you quantify what a success this is in any way? Certainly, oh yeah, last year we were totally amazed. Last year we ran for 26 days and we brought in over 43,000 people on wow. 26 days. This year now we've implemented, for obvious reasons, some major changes to procedure coming to Illuminites because of present circumstances. But one of the things we've done is expand the event to 41 days. We actually open on November 20th this year. We run through the 2nd of January. We will only be closed three days. That would be Thanksgiving and then Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But that way people will have more opportunity to come to the event. The crowds will not be anywhere near what they were last year. We will be maintaining social distancing. We will be timing when you can come. You will have to buy your tickets in advance for a specific time slot. And we will also limit the number of people that can come in during that particular time slot, just to ensure that everyone stays safe. Everything is outside as far as the Walk of Lights is concerned. So everything should go very, very smoothly. But So we've implemented those kinds of major changes this year to make sure that the success remains the success. And people are, are still uh, asked and or required to wear masks? Yes, they are required to wear masks, even though they're going to be outside, as well as maintain social distancing. We will also have hand sanitizing units all along the trail. We won't be handling cash as people enter. You know, it'll be much, much more of a... And I don't want to say timed event because you, you, it won't be timed as far as when you come, you have to leave within an hour. But we are going to distance everybody's arrival so that people will have lots of space between family groups. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, are you still able to serve hot chocolate or anything like that? Or is that off the table with COVID? No, we can serve it, but we will have our folks who have been well-trained. We will have our folks serving it rather than be, we will not have any self-service all at the event. But no, we will be serving hot, hot cocoa as well as hot cider. Um, the other thing we'll be doing is we will have, as far as the county is concerned, pre-packaged snacks for folks to purchase. And then we'll also have additional food vendors on site for additional purchases. Yeah. You know, um, there's so many things, of course, on Channel 10, we covered all the different angles of it last year. But didn't didn't a number of people get engaged last year? Oh, they did. Yes. Yeah. Fabulous. Yes. The, what, what we could tell, and of course, we don't know of everyone that did, but we had close to 10 couples 
that got, yes, that got engaged that we know of. Now, I'm sure there were more. And actually, a really neat little story. I had a couple who called me several months ago who got engaged last year at Illuminates that will be getting married at the park now. So it's just, yeah, that's been just really, really kind of gives you a really nice feeling. Yeah, that really does. And, and uh, do, do, is there a particular place where the uh, the popping of the question happens? Oh, yes. Most of them happened under the huge walkthrough ornament that we had on the lawn of the brew. Uh-huh. So it will probably be a very popular spot this year. We're going to move it a little bit further down the lawn, but it'll probably be a very popular spot this year. Plus, we have also had a beautiful golden sleigh, Santa's sleigh built for the same kind of opportunity. And I'm sure folks will wander over in that direction as well this year to pop. Right. Now, you mentioned the brew. Uh, that's, that was not open last year, but it's, that is a, uh, that's a brew pub now, right? It is a brew pub, and it was open, but just for a very few nights of the event. And we did find out today it's Twin Creeks Brew Pub. Twin Creeks, yeah. Twin Creeks, and they will be open this year during Illuminates on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the event. So wow. there was a lot of opportunity for folks to enjoy their fair as well. Yeah, that is so uh, so neat because that seems like uh, a niche attraction within a, a niche attraction, and it seems like a perfect fit, doesn't it? Oh, it, it's, we were so excited, you know, when we started talking to them a couple of years ago, and it has been just a wonderful, wonderful addition to the park. We had um, just this Saturday, what we call Adventure Saturday at the park. We had expanded some of the activities at the park. We had a scavenger hunt, which was exceedingly popular. Treetop Quest was open. We also had a night zip out there. But then we also did music on the lawn of the brew. And everybody came out, had maintained social distancing, had a fabulous time. Becky and the Boom Booms was with us. And the night was just, it was magical. It was wonderful. Let's move on. And you, God, you've touched on so many things. But I still want to. I want to stay on Illuminates for just a little bit longer before we talk sure. about some of the other uh, attractions. But if someone were to, to imagine what it's like to walk down one of these trails after dark, can you can you just kind of take us on a on a tour of what they're seeing? Uh, well, as you enter Illuminates, um, as I mentioned a little bit ago, you will be going over the river and through the woods. So we actually, you actually, we will be walking over a river. Now you have to, one has to use one's imagination here, um, but we have fabulous lights that will actually resemble a river. You'll be walking through the woods. You will see a variety of displays um, that you would see outside. Lots of animals, lots of birds, all kinds of things. Some are very, what I call, you know, like you will see squirrels running through, but they're not real squirrels. You know, they're they're just lights. You know, then we have um, when you get into fantasy, and fantasy is one of my personal favorites. Very whimsical feel to it. Lots of white lights. We're also going to have an illuminated trail. 
this year, a trail in a trail um, with magical lighted steps to follow, just all kinds of fantasy unicorns, what I call Dr. Zeus trees, if you're familiar with some of his fabulous um, illustrations, just wonderful walk through the, through the park. And in that place as well, we will also have sights and sounds and smells. You'll actually be able to walk through and you will be engulfed in, a, I won't tell you what kind, but a variety of smells that will take you, bring back many past memories of Christmas. I can promise you that. Mm. Then once you finish, yeah, once you finish with the sound and light show and the fantasy section, excuse me, then you will go through to Christmas traditions. You know, with your snowflakes, with snow falling, with Santa, with elves, all kinds of beautifully decorated Christmas trees, lights flashing, and again, it will bring you back to many, many past memories. And of course, you'll be building all kinds of new memories at the park as well. Oh, wow. That is, that's awesome. Uh, dude, I've been, uh, been watching Explore Park evolve since the mid-80s. Uh, as of you, of course, and it feels like it's finally coming into its own. And, and this yes. uh, Luminites is just a, a fantastic use of a just beautiful, beautiful outdoor attraction. I've spent so much time in Explore Park riding my bicycle, actually, on the on the mountain bike trails there over the years. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and let's let's just, in fact, let's just touch on that quickly because. There are a lot of trails there, but I know that there's going to be sort of a renewed effort to make Explore Park a mountain bike destination. What, what's the status of that right now? Well, we are um, eventually going to be putting out in the near future a bike skills park, as well as improving all of the trails. Because, you know, for a long time, because the park had closed down, they were not particularly well maintained because no one was there to maintain them. So we've actually started, well, not started, we're actually in the process and we continue to do it even on a daily basis with our park attendants, keeping the trails well maintained so that folks can utilize them to the full extent um, that they're meant to be utilized. And then I think once the bike skills park comes into being, that's going to add a whole nother element to the park as well. But yes, it's it's definitely become a destination for cyclists and not just for your avid cyclists, but you see families out there now, you know, teaching Mm -hmm. their children how to ride a bike on a trail. You know, that is wonderful. You know, it gives everybody an opportunity to be out there. Yes, exactly. Uh, What is a bike skills park? What what might that look like? Um, It's going to have a variety of, you know, things that you don't find out on the trail. You know, that is still well in the planning stages. So a lot of that is still up for discussion and yet to come. Um, But we are in the, the final planning stages of the bike skills park. Awesome. Great. Thanks. So uh, bicycling trails, cabins. Cabins, yes. Cabins have been very popular at the park. We have found that, and they're not just cabins, we also have yurts. Don's Cabins is, of course, running that. Um, We have cabins and yurts at the park, and we're finding even last weekend they were fully booked. 
You know, folks are just trying to get outside as much as possible. Then we also have um, Blue Mountain Adventures that runs what we call more of our primitive camping, but we also have platform camping and they also have now camping in the trees. You know, more like glamping is a new expression. I'm not even sure that word is in Webster's yet, but it will uh-huh. be. Uh-huh. So we have a variety of camping opportunities for folks and they are doing very, very well. Lots of those campsites are down by the river. A lot of folks find that very soothing and want to be out closer to the water. And it's just been, it's been amazing how people have just come out and how folks have heard about it. You know, a lot of what you hear is word of mouth and a lot of ways you hear about the park, which I think to me speaks exceedingly well for what's going on in the park. Yeah, I I would totally agree with that. Now, um, are all those uh, camping cabin yurt treetop opportunities available year round? The camping is available year round. Um, Treetop Quest at this point will operate probably through the middle of November. Right now, it's just operating on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday schedule. Um, But as long as people continue to come out and utilize it, we may run it a little bit later in the season. Mm -hmm. It all depends on weather and it all, I mean, if people come out, we will maintain Treetop Quest. Um, We will not do treetop quest during Illuminites, most probably. Um, but, you know, we'll see how close we get to to the start of Illuminites for it. Sure, but, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I, so I mentioned treetop camping, um, and then there's treetop quest, but we, yes. we haven't even told people what treetop quest is. That's zip lines and obstacle courses and all sorts of things through the trees. And that has been an amazing success tremendously successful. We call it an aerial adventure course because as just you had described, it's zip lines, but there's also obstacles. You know, we also have um, the opportunity for birthday parties um, out at uh, Treetop Quest. So folks come out and have a, a birthday party there. So again, a lot of the things that we do, we want to gear to families as well as to the outdoor adventures, you know. Um, I also had, surprisingly enough, we've been doing weddings at the park, and just last week, um, we had folks come out who actually want to do their ceremony at Treetop Quest. So, uh, yeah, so we're speaking right now um, in uh, on October 19th, and by the time this podcast is released, we're looking at, at, a, at a pretty short season for the um, for the opportunity for people to do this. But uh, that has been, even with COVID, that has been an amazing, amazing attraction uh, just off the Blue Ridge. Oh, oh, yeah, we've made, and of course we've made, you know, a lot of changes, taken a lot of precautions for it, since we're only taking nine people on the course every 20 minutes. We're sanitizing all of the equipment after each use. So, you know, we are maintaining social distancing where possible. Obviously, sometimes on the course, that's, you know, that's certainly not something you can do. But with this, you know, with the sanitizing of the equipment, 
small numbers of people at each 20-minute interval. We have been keeping people safe, and they're having a fabulous time. So anyway, we have, we've talked about uh, treetop. You know, it's, it's so funny. Uh, my wife and I were camping at Hungry Mother State Park in our RV this past uh, weekend. And Explore Park, to me, is starting to feel like a, a miniature state park. Is that fair? Is that I a think- good I think so. You know, I think because we're not a state park, though, we have a lot of opportunities to do things a little bit differently. You know, I mean, I love the yeah. state park system. That wasn't by any means, you know, anything negative um, for our state parks, but it does give us a lot of opportunity to do some things in a different fashion. But yeah, yeah I would say you're absolutely accurate. You know, we also have a fabulous gift shop visitor center at the park, you know, and this actually during Illuminites, we run a Christmas market with 50 local and regional artisans that display and sell their work. So, you know, we have a variety of, you know, um, artisans all through the years, but I mean, all through the year rather, but at Illuminites, we add more and it's, it's a great opportunity for folks just to come out and not just enjoy the outdoors, but do your Christmas shopping as well. I hadn't, hadn't thought about Christmas shopping. That's great. But and again, for you know, local people know this, but for um, people who are uh, visiting or considering a visit, if they're listening to this, uh, Explore Park is just off the Blue Ridge Parkway, so you get the added benefit of arriving on the Blue Ridge Parkway, and it's at mile marker one fifteen. One fifteen, right? And there's just a, there's a big entrance. You can't miss it, and there aren't many turns off the Parkway. And, you know, one thing shopping. I yeah. want right. to add, yeah, Chris, is the parkway is open from Route 24 to 220. So you can still get to Explore Park by the parkway because a lot of the park south from us is still closed. Right. That's right. The part that goes up that mountain is closed because they had that huge washout. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's it's probably going to be a year before they're they're able to fix that. So the Explore Park, uh, well, you mentioned RV camping. And right now there's a couple of places where you can park an RV and hook up. We have, yep. We have a few RV sites down at Don's Cabins um, where folks can park their RV. And, of course, that's been very, very popular because, you know, there are not many very close to Roanoke where you can do that. So that's been very popular. And then part of the uh, adventure plan for Explore Park for the further expansion of the park is to have a what I call permanent full-time RV park at the park. But that's, you know, down the road. But that is certainly within the plans for the park. All right. Uh, And and then let's talk about the the future of Explore because – I know that in some of our VBR board meetings, we've we've talked about making that the destination attraction that people have always wanted it to be. But uh, in the future, we're envisioning a gas station there and a full-fledged RV park, uh, development on both sides of the Roanoke River right there, uh, because the the park is essentially all on one side of the river right now. That is and, correct, because there's no way to get to the other side unless you want to swim. <laughs> right, right. But there's a lot of acreage uh, uh, that the county owns right there that is a part of the park, but has never been used for recreational purposes or anything. As far as I know right now, all there are, all that's over there is is trees and 
kudzu. <laughs> Correct. Yes. No. There's, actually, the park encompasses about 1,100 acres. And right now we're only occupying about 500 acres of those 1,100. Yeah. So, so let people know what <clears throat> this will look like when the full vision is implemented. Full vision is probably yet to be devised, but, you know, the one that we have at this particular point, obviously, as I mentioned, would be the RV park, which would be on the other side of the river, you know, very possibly a lodge. And plus, we need some way to get from one side of the river to the other, whether it be, and most likely that will be some kind of a pedestrian bridge. Um, or a vehicle bridge, because otherwise you'd have to drive all the way around to get to the park. Possibly, you know, I would love to see a gondola, but who knows? That's just, mm-hmm. you know, that'd be fun, a gondola over the river, you know, um, so folks can get from one side to the other. Of course, also expanding the trail system, you know, also the expansion of the greenway system, you know, up into from downtown Roanoke to Explore Park. You know, that's in the plans as well, so that the Greenway would come up there, Um, as well as, you know, as I said, expanding the bike trails as well as the hiking trails. Um, So there's all kinds of, you know, plans that we have down the road for the park. And I think so far we have made tremendous strides with what we've done just in the short time that we've, we've had the park. You know, we have the park on a 99-year lease, so there's plenty of things that we can do within that period. Um, And, you know, we did, when we put together the adventure plan, we did have a lot of community input. We held community meetings. They went on, you know, for weeks and weeks so that we could get people's opinions Those that could not make the meetings, of course, we went online and folks could submit that. So it's really been a very um, kind of proactive plan that we've put together. Um, And then, of course, you know, we're going to have to take another look at it in another couple of years and see what else what else needs needs to be added to the attractions and what else would enhance the attraction of the the entire region. Because things do change. Well, they do. But, you know, I can tell you from personal experience, the demand for RV parking in a mountain setting is so hard to find. Uh, it, all the state parks are booked. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> you know, my wife and I, at the beginning of COVID, bought a, <laughs> we bought a 1994 Mini Winnie RV from a friend. And, um, How neat is that? <laughs> <laughs> It's great. I mean, we absolutely, we absolutely love it. But you can't just pick up on a whim and go to a state park and park your RV because all the sites are taken. They're right. they're all taken. And for people who uh, turn their nose up, uh, you know, naturalists or whatever at RV, you, you pull into these parks and Explore Park. I'm sure will be the same. And even though there are other RVs, it's just families. And you know, we were parked next to a creek this past weekend, and you wake up and you hear the birds singing, and you go outside and cook breakfast on the picnic table. It is so wonderful. 
Wonderful. It, it is wonderful. And, uh, and it's a very natural experience. It's, uh, it's very much in, in keeping with a wild setting, such mm-hmm. as it is in an adventure park. I, I just, I just, I can't tell you how much I love it, honestly. Okay. And, and so there clearly is a need for this. Um, and you, you can't buy, I mean, we were, we were, we were actually thinking, thinking about upgrading. So we made a call uh, to a guy uh, for a tow behind because we drive ours, but we want to be able to like park it and then have a car there. So we can go, for instance, we wanted to go down to the Virginia creeper trail and ride our bicycles, but we would have had to take in the whole RV. So, oh, gotcha. so, so if we, if we, so, but we called, just to see about that. And the guy said, Oh, we can't keep as soon as they come in. We want, cause we wanted to inspect one. He said, no, we sell them as soon as they come in off the lot. So uh, there wasn't even one to go see uh, at the place that we call. Cause we're kind of now are like Winnebago fans. We called a, a Winnebago. Place. <laughs> um, cause if you drive by the, the, the place up uh, off of 81, you see, they have a lot of them on the lot and, and nothing against them. We're just, we were looking for another Winnebago, but uh, that was a long way of saying, man, I'm so excited that Explorer Park is doing it. And <laughs> yes. I think I think it is going to become a huge, huge destination adventure attraction. Oh, absolutely. You know, and one thing I hadn't even mentioned was, you know, the, the tubing that was going on this summer. Blue Mountain Adventures did tubing in the park down the river. And that took off, again, like wildfire. I shouldn't talk about wildfire in parks, but... <laughs> <laughs> Not a good idea right now, but that was also hugely successful. You know, I think people are looking for all kinds of opportunities to get outside, you know, so if there can be something more of a positive nature of the present circumstances with COVID, it's that people are finding all of the wonderful things you can do outside, you know, yeah. don't always have to go to the movies. You don't always have to play your video games. You can get outside in nature and it's just beautiful. People are, you know, experience a lot of people for the first time and loving it and absolutely loving it. And we'll continue to do that even after all of this is over. Right. And of course, we'll put links to all the different times and locations and, and uh, different things for Illuminites and so forth with the show notes here with with the podcast. But now the, the only other thing I would ask you about is the visitor center. You mentioned the visitor center. You mentioned Christmas shopping there. What are the hours and what what might people see at the visitor center? OK, at the visitor center, once Illuminites opens on November 20th, we will open the visitor center at 11 a.m even though Illuminites doesn't open till five, because a lot of people do come and want to shop at the visitor center. Um, but in addition to shopping and the what we also have, you know, a lot of merchandise, Blue Ridge Parkway merchandise up there. We will also have, you know, Illuminites merchandise for sale. There's also, uh, we also show a movie up there, um, as a lot of your visitor centers do. And this one is geared towards the development and the building of the Blue Ridge Parkway. You know, they also, this is where folks register for Treetop Quest, but we are also a full-fledged visitor center with hundreds of brochures 
about things going on in the region as well as all along the parkway. So we have a variety of things um, going on at the visitor center. Also out of the visitor center, we run a lot of nature programs that's run by our outdoor services you know, division. So lots of things go on in the visitor center. But anyway, the hours right now, the hours are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday up until Illuminites, and then we will be open seven days a week. Outstanding. Wendy, anything else about Illuminites or about Explore Park that you want to share with the listeners today? No, the only thing is, you know, if folks haven't had the opportunity yet to come up um, and just walk around the park, visit the park, bring a picnic, you know, particularly this time of year with the beautiful colors that are coming out for fall, to me, and I'm a real summer gal, but the fall is beginning to take first dibs these days, you know, because it's just so beautiful. And if you hadn't come to the park before, you really need to just take a drive up. No admission, just come on up and enjoy the sights and the sounds of nature and the beauty that we have there. Beautiful. Wendy Schultz, thank you for joining us on the Visit VBR podcast. Thank you. So thanks to Wendy for joining me here on episode two of the Visit VBR podcast, where we talk about all the great things to do and see here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Don't forget to check the show notes where we have links to all the information on Illuminites and other Explore Park attractions. If you're looking for the ultimate guide to what's going on here, you need to check out visitvbr.com. There you will find blogs, maps for cycling, hikes to waterfalls, lists of our restaurants, even directions for our Cheers Trail, which guides you through our local brew pubs and and, uh, distilleries, and of course, all the information you need to ride your bike here, including Explore Park. And if you come here and you want to do something fun or you do something fun, we have a campaign called Be a Trail Setter. So post your pictures on Facebook and any place else you post them uh, with the hashtag Trail Setter, all one word, hashtag Trail Setter, all one word. Uh, And you'll see my post as well on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. So thanks again to Wendy for joining me here on the Visit VBR podcast. We'll have another podcast coming out soon, and I hope to see you here in Virginia's Blue Ridge.